Hello friends, uh, today we have a new episode for you. We're shifting away from long episodes to the concept of a small episodes dedicated to a certain a particular topic. And today we're going to discuss Belarus, the thing um, we discussed it already in the past, but today situation is so unpredictable and uh, developments uh, basically happen right now and we record this on the 16th of August and we discussed the prospects of uh, revolt in Belarus, uh, um, how Belarus uh, belongs to Russian sphere of influence and what the Western response will look like in the future. So enjoy and subscribe. So welcome dear listeners. Hello and welcome. Today we continue the topic of Belarus. Yep, um, a very important development right next to the yeah. European Union. Very important one, I guess. Very, uh, on the one hand, a little bit unexpected. Definitely unexpected. I think nobody yeah. uh, has foreseen that the uh, unrest would reach such scales. Exactly. And also, in terms of the civil, civil society, it was just amazing to see people really taking uh, their fate in their hands, you know, and protesting in against like just this brutality mm-hmm. I guess you know police brutality basically sparked this protest because there was this first day of unrest uh, I guess uh, after election night on Sunday and uh, yeah basically this like outrageous reaction from police services and uh, KGB it basically was so I yeah, mean, it was hard to watch footage yeah they just basically crash them like some terrorists, you know, like yeah, just normal um, people. The authorities thought that, you know, going full on violence, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, fear would um, basically crumble those yeah. protests. But it did had the opposite effect, like more people were outraged, more people took into yeah. the streets. And in the recent days, we, mm-hmm. we see that the police is, you know, mm-hmm. uh, stepping down and not mm-hmm. using so much violence. You know, they, they would... Yeah. Uh, before they would just catch random people, you know, mm-hmm. in the cars, just come up to them, mm-hmm. drag them out of the car, and beat them, you yeah. know, just to instill fear in people. And mm-hmm. now they seem not to, you know, not mm-hmm. to attack unless they're like, you know, severely provoked. There is a lot of footage. I would a little bit disagree with this because I think it's like maybe low rank officers. They they probably yes they have the sentiment that they're doing something wrong, but I mean, mainly for they still with the with the government with yeah Lushenko. absolutely. And I mean, I still feel the situation is under his control, and the sign that the protests became less—I mean, they became more peaceful at this point. This shows that it kind of like a little bit slows down in terms of dynamic. It's not like Ukraine where people um, there was like this the same moment where there should be either like this violent protest against uh, police brutality, or it would like just uh, fade away in a couple of months. But, um, just weeks. you know, I think Belarusians took a different approach mm-hmm. right now because, um, well, the best way to crumble a government is um, through, you know, freezing of the government's assets. Yeah. And many um, companies and, you know, government-owned companies are striking right now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, industrial yes, complexes, that's, that's they're not working. Mm-hmm. Uh, many transportation firms, they are not working. Mm-hmm. And even last night, I think, um, yeah, it was last night, the state TV workers yes. went on a strike and many mm-hmm. mainly basically quit their jobs yes. because they they said that we do not want to spread fake news and propaganda anymore. Yeah, media strike, I guess, is a big deal. 
and uh, I guess next week they will cover events not from this government perspective but more from a media perspective like yeah. journal uh, journalism what should work yes yeah, interesting but but you say that you think that Lukashenko is still controlled and if he is why did he ask Putin for support yesterday yeah it's, I mean it's it's hard to understand what exactly in terms of happened during this conversation but yeah officially he kind of said that the problems in Belarus also the problems of Russia yep and I mean of course he tries to create the sentiment that uh, um, largely all those manifestations are supported by the West uh, by especially like neighboring countries like Poland um, Bal yeah, yeah. Baltic countries um, and I guess he wants to present this whole protest as kind of like new Maidan in terms of if they if they win the Belarus will also kind of like um, uh, will, will be more pro-European mm -hmm. thus and more anti-Russian yeah but so he tries to just Lukashenko just tries to create this narrative and probably, yes, probably he asked for some help, uh, I mean, for some, like, uh, a green man to yeah. <laughs> to basically crack protests. I mean, and the problem with uh, Belarus that it's not like Russia in terms of it's still limited number of people, limited number of um, forces that they can use to crack Protests. Yeah, I and mean, we have to remember it's that not overwhelming. this is quite a small country, yeah. and, what, less than 10 million people. And they have protests around the country, so it's not only Minsk, mm -hmm. but also All other major cities, and yeah. we even had, you know, videos from small towns yeah. and villages of people protesting. Yeah. So it's it's spread all over the country. I know, yeah, and probably that's what he asked for, but I guess they just discussed the situation in terms of we should not... Uh, um, we should prevent any sort of interference into our into our business, uh, common business, but we also need to understand that they are in a formal alliance, the same way mm -hmm. NATO alliance exists, so the collective security commitment, and uh, Russia has uh, very, uh, Russia has like military infrastructure in Belarus, in terms of military radars, they have, exactly. um, they are building nuclear power plant, they almost actually probably gonna uh, finish works this year and it's a big asset and I would say if um, Belarus turns pro like unexpectedly because I think the protest is not anti-Russian it doesn't look like it doesn't, doesn't no look, it isn't I feel like yeah. people just want you know to have a foreign policy that's you know of equal distances yeah. between the West and the East I feel like but anyway I guess Russia will play a crucial role in this protest in the future definitely. anyway because I mean uh, they definitely monitor situation and I mean, they don't really like like this uh, response from I guess like that they those protests like they like supported by Poland uh, some I mean yes Eastern Europe Eastern European countries mainly mm -hmm. I mean Western Europe I would say is pretty reluctant to it is and that's very interesting because um. Uh, when we look at uh, what politicians from the Baltic mm -hmm. states say, or you know, Poland or the Czech Republic, mm -hmm. uh, they openly say, "Yes, we wish for mm -hmm. the protesters to win." Yeah, and also people in Ukraine. I think there was um, um, some some parliament member mm -hmm. MP in Ukraine proposed a resolution that they will not recognize Lukashenko's government. You know, yeah. it's like very openly they say that, "Yeah, we do not support Lukashenko. We do not approve him." And the West is kind of silent. I mean, they're moving towards those uh, personal sanctions. I guess they kind of agreed. In Germany, presented, I guess uh, Heiko Maas said something like that. They 
they are considering now the option to impose like these personal sanctions. I guess the problem here is that uh, um, Viktor Orban, you know, the leader of Hungary, he's like uh, anti, like pro Lukashenko and anti, like all this anti-liberal guy, yep. <laughs> so to speak. And he, I guess, he can block them because sanctions require unanimous uh, approval mm -hmm. from all members, and even like one head of government can basically block those sanctions. Exactly. And they also have all this. Uh, I mean, it's, it's for me, it's interesting how Poland, uh, after this like, kind of elections that is, we discussed beforehand, even like of course rigged, but they still uh, were hundred percent transparent and democratic. Well, I would say they were democratic, but mm -hmm. not fair. Transparent, yeah. So they had some issues, and yeah. Uh, and now, yes, uh, like Poland, kind of like one of the main vocal supporters of Belarus, uh, Belarusian protests. Yeah, I guess. Um, I guess many people are also, you know, interested in Poland because there's a huge Polish minority in yeah. Belarus. So I guess mm -hmm. that's why the sentiment exists. And common borders, of course. Yeah, uh, exactly. And um, but I'm really surprised that mm -hmm. the EU uh, is not voicing support more openly or mm -hmm. you know undertaking any um, any actions. I mean, the only official um, response of the EU as a whole was mm -hmm. to send you know a special emissary from mm -hmm. uh, from the European Parliament to Belarus. Mm -hmm. who, Surprise, surprise! It's Polish, and mm -hmm. uh, nobody else cares about you know Belarus. Yeah, I think they, I, I think they also like first of all they're limited in, in the scope of what they can actually do. I mean, they don't have a lot of mechanisms. Yes, they can impose sanctions, but it's also double-edged sword. You know, sanctions they work. Sometimes there are already they don't. like some sanctions. I think they were introduced in two thousand eleven. Yeah, uh, but I guess they, sanctions. like most of them, they well, have been lifted. Yeah, yeah I think lifted. the only one remaining is arms. Selling that's it. Yes, and so it's just, I guess they they're limited in the scope of like mechanisms they they can influence how they can influence situation. But also, I think they understand that it's like one hundred percent pro-Russian territory, and they also don't want to have like this new conflict with Russia. Yeah, to piss can, them off. True. Yeah, lead to basically annexation, which is still. I mean, I mean, I would say it's still a possibility that if something goes really wrong for Russia, it can invade. Belarus because I mean they have military infrastructure there is no way it can have like this kind of relations with Belarus as it has now with Ukraine it's like not not possible mm -hmm. because it's like it's like asset for Russia military asset it's economic like, you know, the window to the west basically yeah and it's a buffer zone in terms of this power dynamic it's something that uh, like will well, Belarus will face a war the first and it's a buffer country for Russia because yeah. Put, 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 put country that protects their borders. And I guess this is why Eastern, the Eastern flank of NATO and you know the European Union, they want an independent yeah. Belarus because it's a buffer for them, basically. Yes, exactly. And also with this, I guess they increase the number of uh, number in within with, like they. Mike Pompeo was in Poland and they yeah, signed this new, uh, not new, but this military cooperation agreement, yeah. and they will increase. Uh, Number of troops by the matter of like thousand, so it's going to be six thousand. Yeah, base, etc. Yeah. And this is basically why Russia, like at this I guess point, it really needs Belarus to, to be a buffer zone between this Polish, um, Poland and and the U.S. I guess. Yeah, just and Poland, I would say Poland and Russia in general, just as a buffer, physical buffer mm -hmm. is important. Yeah. Otherwise, they will, they will have you know military exercises just in front of each other and. Which is dangerous always. Yeah, which is always dangerous and more provocative. Yeah, so maybe let's just answer some questions just to 
let's let's see well, will our predictions you know work out or not <laughs> so like will you will you like how do you see the situation uh, will he, like i will say the last dictator like fail or just fall down how do you say how do you see it honestly i cannot see how can someone uh, rule a country when they have like what five percent support mm -hmm. like real terms yeah it's it's Only almost impossible. Yeah. I, I, I kind of feel like Lukashenko is only supported by you know armed forces and yeah. militia officers, and even you know the armed forces are a conscript army, so they are not professionally you know mm -hmm. uh, employed soldiers. So this is also you know not granted. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's impossible for him to stay in power mm -hmm. without either Russian intervention or that he like concedes, mm -hmm. maybe not uh, you know his entire his entire mm -hmm. uh, rule, but he might be concede, yeah, we will reform this, yeah, well, maybe, mm -hmm. I don't know, we'll appoint a different prime minister mm -hmm. or whatever. But mm -hmm. um, I cannot see things returning to how they were from before the elections. Yes, it's hard to imagine. For me, it's like, I feel he won't give any concessions because he's a like very tough guy, and for him, it's like... Yeah, it's all or nothing. Yeah, it's all or nothing, and it's, of course, dangerous game from his perspective because he understands that... Uh, I mean, he so he openly discusses, you know, like the questions. People say that I uh, I already I've already left the country, you know. To, uh, I'm in China, or I'm somewhere in Russia, something like this. He understands that basically, if he falls, he will just go into exile. Yeah, probably. he'll be nothing. Yes, probably into China because he, like people saying, like people are saying that he doesn't really trust Russia. And um, the question is, where does he have his personal money stored, you know, in which country? Yes, which is, I mean, who knows? <laughs> we don't know. Who knows? But that's probably where he will flee. Yes, I mean, people say that China is plays a very important role in all this, also in this situation, because um, they have, like, cooperation agreements, and China, like, was, like, Chinese leader was the first who congratulated Lukashenko and stuff like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's see. I mean, of course, I hope uh, that something can change. Uh, I, but I try not to be to have this wishful thinking that, you know, if we just see progress, that it will definitely lead to success. Because oh no, this can be a failure. Absolutely, this can be a failure because like progress can fade away. But at the same time, uh, by the end of the day, we have this question: for how long you're going to be president? For how long you're going to stay in, in in power? It cannot be forever. I mean. He's 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 old and uh, he's yeah. losing his you know physical physical like mental health. Yeah, many people who you know work with him are like reporting physical that health. he is like his political mastermind is deteriorating. Yes, of course, and I mean the only way he kind of like holds the country together is by by arms and police yeah. and like this. Um, because nobody leaves the government propaganda; they are just afraid of brutality. Yeah, exactly. So I guess. Um, it's interesting for me also to see how Europe will respond or whether it's going to respond in any substantial way in the future. Um, yeah, we'll but, yeah, but I think yeah, they more consider it the part of like this Russian sphere, sphere of influence, and which also shows real politics to a certain degree mm -hmm. because it's not. I mean, those protests they are the part of the geopolitics the same way Ukraine was. It's like. They have like they have uh, agreements with Russia that they cannot break. Basically, mm -hmm. and Ukraine uh, has never had like firm commitment to Russia. Since yes, it was just you know sympathetic. 
Yeah, it was like part of like population, was sympathetic, another part not, but did Bernard in any kind of commitments, any kind of like binding agreements together with mm -hmm. Russia, which is very different from Belarus. Yes, it is. So I guess I guess we covered it. Yes, we've been able to. Yes, so leave us your feedback. Subscribe to us everywhere, Spotify, yes. Twitter. And we have this like new podcast, smaller but dedicated to one topic. You know, yep. if you want to have some feedback about Let us this. Let us know what you think about that. And see yeah. you.